0: Day, and you, the good news
1: and this is the Good Jesus News Day, Station, Day, WCNO, Bomb City.
0: Good News in
2: Shoes. It is God who always is pursuing us. Not we trying to pursue God and can't find Him. (laughs) And if you are frantically trying to get God to do this or that for you, my advice for you is chill out (laughs) and realize that God is saying to every one of us, be still and know that I am God. Learn more on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Usain. At
3: 9.30 a.m. and p.m. daily on WCNO.
1: G4 Summer Camp is back. Free pickup and drop off. Field trips every week. Super fun all summer long. The best summer ever. Breakfast and lunch included. Sign up now. 85 a week. G4SummerCamp.com. G4SummerCamp.com. To register, you can reach us at
0: 772 464 1597. The number again is 772 464
4: This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Myers' number? 772-342-0047 What's that again? 772-342-0047 I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. If you live in St. Lucie County and have a desire for your child's education to include Christian values and principles, then we want to meet you. Golden Rule Academy offers small class sizes, caring Christian educators, sports, and both accelerated and paced ESE programs. Free K-12 grade scholarships are available and going fast. Call today, 464-1597. Again, that's 464-1597. Golden Rule Academy training up children in the way they should go for over eight years.
1: Good morning, I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John eight thirty two says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes. And let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you.
3: Every promise in your life has a process. Everything you've been promised is still just a promise until you go through the process. And it'll just stay a promise until it manifests in your life. And when the promise manifests in your life, then it becomes a blessing. Hmm? Everybody say that with me. Every promise has a process. And most people fall in love with the promise. Oh, that's great. That's what I'm going to do. God's just going to do big things in my life. Just, Woo, look what God has promised me. Promise, 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 promise. They fall in love with the idea of change because they think they can do it all later. And they ain't got to deal with it right now. But nobody never falls in love with the process. Nobody wants to have nothing to do with it. Nobody wants to have anything to do with the transition or the price that I have to pay to inherit the promise. Amen? Amen? Why? Because you're going to be the one that's getting processed through it. Just the word process right there sounds painful. Hmm? Let me give you this. This is just for free. Death is life's process. Death is life's process. In order for something to live, something's got to die. Huh? In order for you to, the dinner you ate tonight, in order for you to have eaten that, something had to die. Death is life's process. Amen. How many of you here tonight believe God's got a promise of your life? Raise your hand up high. Say it. I got a promise. Mm-hmm. Well, if God's got a promise over your life, then you need to realize tonight, you got to go through a process for that promise to become a reality. Otherwise, it just stays a promise and not a reality. I want to know if you're in here tonight and you're committed to the promise. Are you committed to the process? Because that's the tough one. Amen? If you're not committed to the process, then you don't get the promise. Now listen, the key to understanding this passage is in verse 3. This is what he said. He said, every place the sole of your foot treads upon, I have given you. Every place the sole of your foot treads upon, I have given you. Hmm. That word literally means this. It means assigned or assignment. Say that with me. Assigned Assigned. or assignment. That's what that means. It's a bestowment. It's a gift from God that you have to go out and possess. Is everybody okay? In other words, my destiny is just not some kind of a feel-good place. Amen? It's an assignment for my life. If you're here in the house tonight, it's because this was part of the assignment of your life that God brought you here so you could hear this word because he's processing you into whatever's next in your life. Is everybody okay? So God has all given us assignments. He's given this house assignment. He's given you assignments for businesses, for ministries, for abilities, for your gifts. You have assignments that God has put on your life. Hmm? And that means that it's going to require management, and it's going to require wisdom, and it's going to require strategy, and it's going to require diligence. Everybody say diligence. Diligence Diligence is a tough one because everybody wants the assignment, but nobody wants to do what they got to do to get the assignment to manifest. Because secretly, we're all kind of lazy. We want somebody to do it for us, don't we? It's okay. You can say yes. There's no condemnation here. Uh Huh? Mm Hmm? But this is what he said, every place that your foot treads upon, I have assigned you. Praise the Lord. Hmm? I, remember sitting in, I remember sitting in the pastor's office in 1995, and the Lord told me one day this place will be your assignment. said it just like it will be your assignment. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what it meant being a pastor. I just thought, well, I'll probably have a job there one day. I had a lot of jobs here, by the way, in the last 21 years. Whew. Huh? Assignment. So here's what I come to say to somebody tonight. When God puts a promise that's out in front of you, when God says to you, I'm going to restore your marriage, then you have to say, Okay, God, restore my marriage. That means you got to walk it out. You got to be diligent. You got to work it. You got to love your wife or love your husband when they're unlovable because they're your assignment. When you say, God, this woman or this man is my assignment, you remove the option of divorce. Because they're your assignment. So that means, thank you. So that means you got to work it, amen? You take it on as an assignment. Hmm? When God says, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a promise, I'm gonna get you out of debt, then how many, means, how many you know that means some of us need to cut up our credit cards because now we have an assignment to get out of debt? You can't just keep spending money that you ain't got going, Well, God promised me I'm gonna be out of debt. I got my Powerball ticket tonight. All my worries are going to be gone after 9 (laughs) o'clock. Come on, amen. So when you accept the word of the promise, then you have to accept the assignment that comes along to see the promise manifest in your life. Hmm? That means you're going to have to manage it. You're going to have to take care of it. You're going to have to have a strategy for your life. You're going to have to learn how to shut your mouth sometimes. Yeah, well, sometimes when you got an assignment, you got to bite your tongue, especially when that assignment is a very beautiful woman right in your face, yelling at you, and she's your wife. (laughs) Because that's your assignment, so you got to manage your assignment. Otherwise, you lose the promise—the promise that's looking at you. Is everybody all right? Mm? So if we're gonna make a if we're gonna make a shift i got to be willing to work the promises. If we're going to make that shift and receive the benefits of our assignment, then we have to position ourselves for the future. Now, here's something I quote around here a lot. You will never change what you're willing to tolerate. If you can live with it, you won't change it. If you put up with it, you ain't going to change it. You'll talk about changing it. I can't live like this no more. But you won't change it. So if you're willing to tolerate it, you'll just talk about change, but you won't change. Because you're putting up with it. I think I helped about five of you right there. Just come on, amen. Just say that with me. I cannot change what I'm willing to tolerate. Hmm? That means if you are content to live in debt, then you'll never be debt free. Hmm? If you're content to have four happy days and three sad days, you'll never have a happy week. Come on, amen. Amen. Mm? Because you'll never change what you're willing to tolerate. This is why I say this a lot. Some of us don't need a devil.
1: And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church. There's a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. We've been experiencing a powerful move of God in our services, and we would love for you to come and visit with us. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, We invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family.
3: We don't need to have a devil because we do ourselves in. Amen? Huh? We keep allowing junk in our life. We keep allowing things in our life. And we keep tolerating these things in our life that are toxic to us, that are poison to us, that are destroying our mindset, that are destroying our promise. And we tolerate it and tolerate it and tolerate it because we don't want to change. We'd rather not go through the trouble of working through the process of change and just put up with the crap that we got to deal with every day. Is that too much truth too fast? Is everybody okay? Hmm? So here's the deal. If you're going to put up with it, come on, somebody. If you're going to complain about it, if you're going to be negative about it, huh? Then it's your own fault. You can't complain about what you're willing, what you permit. You can't complain about what you tolerate. Because then that just turns you into a critical, negative person, and you're your own worst enemy. Then you become what James says you were. You deceive yourself into believing something that's not true. And then everything wrong in your life becomes everybody else's fault. And you don't want to take no responsibility for the mess that you're in that you put yourself in. Jesus. Is everybody okay? I, I, listen, I know I live this stuff too, man. Huh? Don't sit around and complain about your garage being a mess for three weeks when you can go out there in three hours and clean it up. That garage is always a mess, just a mess, just a mess. That garage is a mess. A month later, that garage is just such a mess. Well, clean it up. Hmm? Take three hours and organize your garage. And then when you do that, you ain't got nothing to complain about. Is this too practical? <laughs> Come on, Amen. We do that in our spiritual life, don't we? Well, I just, I just hate it that I don't know God very well the way they know God down at the church. I just, well, get your butt up out of the bed 30 minutes early and spend 30 minutes in your Bible. Huh? I just hate it that God don't speak to me. Well, when's the last time you prayed? Mm. Spend some time in prayer. Pastor, I didn't come down here to this church for this tonight. I just didn't come down here for this tonight. Yeah, well, this is what I got. <laughs> I'm almost finished. Why? Because we will never change what we're willing to tolerate. Listen, let me, let, let me tell you something. Else. Sometimes the reason you keep bumping against things that agitate you is because your friends create comfort for you, but it's your enemies that create movement. That's what I mean by that. You think about any time you've ever done anything great in your life. It's always been because somebody told you you couldn't do it. If you just sit around with people all day, just tell you how wonderful you are and how great you are, you won't do nothing. But if you got people saying, "No, oh, you'll you'll never do that. You'll you'll never amount to nothing." You just you you know you think you got it all together. You just you, well, what do you do? You go out and prove to everybody you got it all together. Because friends create comfort, but it's your enemies that create movement in your life. Huh? That's why the process in life is so important because when things come against you, it tests you like a fire and causes you to have to stand in faith that propels you to your destiny. Otherwise, you ain't moving nowhere. Amen? Amen. Hmm? If your friends keep comforting you all the time, you ain't never going to move into the victory God has in your life. Then you're just going to live a fake life, just going, trying to project to everybody that you got it all together. And d- inside, you're drying up and dying inside. You're going home and crying by yourself. You're lonely. You ain't got nobody loving you. And you just got everybody out there believing you got it all together. Hmm? Come on. And see, sometimes God will start removing all those support systems in your life so that you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you get up one day and you say, hold on a minute. I'm tired of living like a caterpillar. I'm tired of eating dirt. I'm tired of crawling around on the the ground. When I know i got potential on the inside of me to be flying, i got potential on the inside of me to be beautiful. I'm getting up from where I'm at and I'm not going to stay there anymore because God's created me for something better than what I am. I'm not holding back on this stuff anymore. I'm about to embrace the change and walk through the process that's going to get me to my promise. I ain't hanging out in the wilderness of life anymore. I'm about to step into what's next in my life, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get me there. Come on, somebody. But what we do, we, have, we, approach, the, we approach our life so emotionally sometimes, and in the flesh. Yes, I said it, in the flesh. I know it's old terminology from like 1940s, but it's true. Amen? Nobody talks about the flesh anymore. We blame the devil for everything. The devil made me do it. No, we did not. It was you. Come on, amen. The flesh is a very present reality. I'm glad I grew up in old church. I'm glad I grew up in an old Pentecostal church. I grew up in a time that when we had a special speaker come to the church, he'd come for two weeks and he'd preach every night of the week. You know what we called that? We called that Revival. Mm? And everybody in the church came for two weeks. You came. Everybody in the church showed up. My mom and dad never, when I was a kid, my mom and dad didn't believe you had a choice when it came to going to church when we were little. Amen. Huh? You went to the revival every night. Hmm? It didn't matter. All two weeks, you went there every night. If it was two weeks, we went two weeks. We were in church. And you know what? We didn't get out at quarter to nine. Revival went to midnight. Midnight. You said, on a school night? Yes, on a school night. You know what they did with us? They laid us out on the pews at 10 o'clock and let us go to sleep, and they kept on praying for another two hours. <laughs> praying over the city, praying over the church, praying over the kids. Every night. I get, I'm going to be honest with you. I get tired of people saying, well, you know, the kids got to get in the bed real early on Wednesday night. You got to be done at 830 because, you know, people got to get up for school. Give me a break. Please give me a break. It blows my mind that people are more concerned about academics five days a week, but won't get them in church for two hours. They don't care that you know they want them to go to college and not be dumber than rocks, but they don't care if they spend eternity in hell. I mean, come on, put them in church every time the church door is open. If it's open at midnight, keep them down there to the midnight. Because I promise you, what they're learning in public school today ain't doing nothing but taking God out of their heart, taking a sense of identity away from them, putting a toxic, secular, humanistic poison in them that's bringing nothing but destruction in their life. And they might end up with a PhD or a master's degree, but they're going to live their life miserable, self-absorbed and selfish, not knowing the peace of God all the days of their life. You don't believe me? Look at the statistics. Look at the statistics of suicide that is in this next generation. There have been more suicides in the generation of young people right now than there's been in the entire history of this country. Something is amiss. Don't tell me it's not tied to prayer in school. Don't tell me that it's not tied to people going to church and getting their kids in church. Mm. That's good preaching, Jason. It's good. It's good. It's good. It, we would be so emotional, we're emotional about. Don't want. I don't want to offend my kids. I just can't. You know, if I feel like if I make them go to church, then I'll just hate church. What's wrong with you? Don't ever say that to me. I'll forget I'm a Christian. Have you lost your mind? They'll just, I'm afraid they'll hate God. Dear Jesus, help us. Mm. Yeah, I, I went way off the rail, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we do, we get emotional and, and we, we approach everything in confusion and everything in turmoil. Most people don't never stay involved in anything long enough to even give themselves credibility anymore. I look at resumes for people that are to apply for a job here. You know what I see? Three months here, six months here, one year here, eight months there, nine months here, one year here, a year and a half here, five months here. They're 40 years old and they had 40 jobs. Well, I see you got a pretty impressive resume. Listen, let me just help you. If you've had 40 jobs in 40 years, it ain't your boss. It might be you. Is that too much, Thomas? Woo! We stay in relationships short term. We can't get no credibility. Amen. So what are you good at? Well, I'm good at getting jobs.
1: Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bomberg. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida 34981 and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father
2: Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com, as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816.
4: The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support.
1: summer camp is back free pickup and drop off field trips every week super fun all summer long the best summer ever
0: breakfast and lunch included sign up now 85 a week g4summercamp.com g4summercamp.com to register you can reach us at 772-464-1597 The number again is 772-464-1597.
4: Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries. Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.